Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today's episode is brought to you by Cave Social. Cave Social is a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles that helps companies create and manage their social media accounts. So if you need help with your company's social media, head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us and book a free consultation. Today, today we're talking with Kimberly Daly. Uh, we have an interesting conversation. She brings a ton of experience to the show, really. We talk about having integrity as a business, having integrity as a leader. We actually talk about you know her most recent hurdle to get over, and that was helping navigate through coronavirus at the company MT Sobek and how she helped align the team and push the company forward. Now she's moved on and she's starting two companies of her own. So we'll get into those in this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today, I am joined by a seasoned travel executive, Kimberly Daly. Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jordan. Great to be here. So when we were off air, we were talking and you've actually had some recent developments. So I want you to walk us through your story, but then get into these, you know, these recent developments the last six months and really what you've been up to. I'm excited to share that. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been a dynamic last six months, but it probably parallels with my story, which is being a person who's been in the travel industry for the last 15 years, but really it began previously to that being engulfed in luxury goods and services. And having my own consulting firm, I spent some time, you know, finding myself in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which uh, probably had led me to one of the places we'll talk about, which is MT Sobek. But really, has spent a lot of my time digging into what is it that makes people tick and what makes brands prolific and sustainable. Like I spent said, spent 15 years in travel, trying to shake it up a little bit and being that change agent from Abercrombie & Kent, which is one of the most well-known luxury brands that's out there worldwide. Spent time really working with them on how to balance consumers versus agents and make the the brand uh, more relevant to the various audience segments, which is always an interesting place, to Journeys, which was all B2B and had to do complete repositioning there, to Empty Sobek, which is uh, what I called my 50-year-old startup, um, which uh, I think probably a lot of people can and uh, can really understand what a startup is um, goes through and led that through a complete repositioning in um, leading up to its 50th year so that we could really be um, ready for the next generation of adventure travelers to the last six months where we've had the pandemic, brought the company through to make sure that it would make it on its own and be ready for the, the next phases. And then launched into my own phase where right now I am actually launching a, a big disruptor in the travel industry, as well as spending a great deal of time coaching and counseling either small companies as well as large companies that are trying to figure out how to pivot in this day and age mainly in entertainment and in travel, just because it's changed so dynamically in the last six months. Yeah. And I feel like those lessons that you learned probably in the last six months, you know, <laughs> were, probably would have happened in five years, but you got to learn them in six months. And now you can go through and help people who are maybe didn't, you know, transition as gracefully, right? Yeah. Um, or as graceful as possible in the last six months. Talk to me about that transition and COVID hits. Travel yeah. stops, right? We all know that. 
But talk to me about, okay, there's a whole other part here with operational issues. And hey, we're all now remote. And how's this all going to happen? Talk me through, I guess, some of those big hurdles that you saw initially and that you, you worked through that were like, okay, hey, we actually came out of that with a better project management structure or whatever it may be. It was definitely a crazy time. And I think anyone and so many industries have been affected. It's not you know, fair to say it's just travel. But looking at the fact that you know, a third of the job losses come from travel, we obviously hit the hardest. And so the story actually starts a little bit interesting because I had re- decided that I was going to be leaving the company prior to the pandemic. And I'd given a long runway and then completely altered that. So I was dealing with my team in a much more dynamic frame because not only were we trying to pivot and make sure that we were relevant and that we were bringing our our customers home, but I was also trying to position them and make sure that they knew that the amazing structure and culture we had created wasn't going to leave because of the pandemic compounded by me leaving, which was an, an interesting play on how we worked through things. I mean, in terms of when the pandemic hit, you said, you know, five years, some of these things might play out. I truly hope that never again do I have to go through a repatriation of guests from all over the world like we did. (laughs) That was a a great lesson learned. It was heart-wrenching. It was stressful. It truly taught you, again, that, that mantra I always tell my team, slow down to speed up. Don't rush to make a decision because you feel like you have to when it could be a mistake. So we spent a lot of time kind of in the war room watching, you know, the political statements that came out and then identifying what was the truth from the fodder. Talking with our our guests, I think, you know, the marketing 101, people always say is it art and science? It's listening and creating art and science out of that. And what we learned from our travelers during this period of time was something I don't think you could gain in 10 years of experience because they were speaking so truthfully. We all think that we have great customer relationships and they tell us everything, but we know that we hear the pullers. You know, it's the middle that you don't necessarily hear. And when you have this type of pandemic, you hear all of that. So you go through that, you're dealing with fire after fire. And once you get to the point that you don't have any travelers who are traveling, all of a sudden becomes a momentary void of, well, now what? And then the rebuild begins. And I say the rebuild, and I hope that most companies went through that pretty fairly quickly of what do we need to do to make sure that we can take care of our company for the short term and the long term, because it's an easy thing to get sucked into the void of despair. What are we going to do? We're not going to have you know revenue. As, as, if, as the crisis got longer, you realize that the summer was slipping away. People weren't going to travel the way they were, even at adventure travel at MTS, where it was, you know, probably the by far the safest ways to travel. You didn't know if you would actually be able to get into a place. And so we then went, like so many of the other industries, virtual and started talking to people, doing webinars, getting and putting out, you know, our own podcasts, doing blogs, um, bringing blog content in from partners, from our guests creating our own version of Airbnb experiences, you know, come and experience what it's like to take a walk, you know, on the plains of Africa type thing. And spent a lot of time doing that 
while we looked at what our product assortment was, which by the way, Jordan, we just did a complete repositioning and rebrand. We had just rebuilt all of that. And thank goodness we had because we could use those tools. So for instance, we had created a custom department that hadn't existed and a North America one. And immediately that became the lifeblood. And it's what took the company through the summer. But it also reinforced our theory that we had gotten from surveys that casual adventurous was where the future was. And so we could build upon that initial theory we had and make it a reality. And that's really what we've seen, you know, grow out of what the the next stage of travel is individual, closer to home, unique, personalized travel. Very cool. And there's a couple of things I want to pull out of that. You know, I think, well, one, you know, marketing is listening and that's the art and science comes out of it. But I also think operating a company is listening hundred percent to understand what stresses are my team having yes right now and i think this you know pandemic really like throw out the playbook for ceo or whatever was there because it was crazy it like it's don't get me wrong it still is crazy i'm not saying it's it's not a crazy time but it was definitely that first month six weeks was like what is going on where are we going like everything you know you got to listen and i I agree there where it's like, okay, moves, you know, let's, let's think and move a little slower and really move in the, but let's make sure we're moving in the right direction. And you touched on something that I think a lot of businesses who are seasonal should be, they they should be taking this approach and that's content creation during down periods. So if you're a seasonal business, you're a toy manufacturer, great. You know that it's like, you're going to be working your tail off and then all shipments are out and then for Christmas sales. So Q4 is relaxing. Okay. Now is our, that's our content creation window. Right. Right. And because when you create that content, like you were talking about, it takes a while to produce, but it's so defensible and yes. it can really help act as a guide to, you know, new and potential and past customers um, building trust. And then on the flip side, what I, I also like that you did, or maybe not the flip side, but going through and actually doing those surveys from the customers yeah. in a time where they're going to be honest with you. Yes. That, you know, it feels weird saying data, but like those stories and those real emotions and real feelings toward your brand and business that are going to shine through. That's the stuff that is just, you know, imperative to growth moving forward. If you can get that honest criticism, not the standard it was one star or five star, which is pretty totally. much totally. <laughs> yeah. Which is what you so, so often get. And I think one of the things that we had already positioned ourselves well with, and, you know, I implore companies to really look at, and I think CEOs are changing. You know, it used to be that, um, you know, I'd hear from my boards, you're such a unique CEO because you think of, you know, your stakeholders, not just your shareholders. And I think the, ways are changing that now the CEOs are realizing even more so how imperative it is to take their outside as well as their inside audience and utilize grassroots growth and build a culture internally that also reflects the culture externally that they want to be known for. And that's when you get the real stories. But you also have to start earlier. I think we were lucky in that one, people were willing to talk to us and tell us anything. Now, granted, it's pandemic, so they're telling you know all kinds of things. But we had also already started doing that beforehand. In our 50th year, we created an entire thing called 50 Stories for 50 Years, 
where we went to all of our travelers and said, give us your stories, good, bad, and ugly. Jordan, let me tell you, there were some that were not fit to put on the website because you're like, wow, that really happened. I mean, some very interesting uh, stories that come out of adventure travel, but they already knew that we had heard them and we had listened. And so they trusted us even more to really tell us what was transpiring and what they did or didn't like about how we handled getting them out of a place or how we handled their travel protection or how we were changing to who we were going to be. Because trust me, there's some travelers who had been with us for 30 years who wanted us to be that get me up to the top of Everest. Why would you do anything different? But the vast majority of travelers are just trying to figure out how to get outside. And you know that's that's something that we needed to really focus on because with that became our authentic selves of being a company that truly wanted to get people outside and um, knowing that how many people didn't have that opportunity. Because let's be honest, travel is not only a, an emotional versus a rational choice, travel is also for those who have disposable incomes. Being able to tell people, you know what, we can help you, we can help you hike, we can make it okay not to know what to do with a backpack um, or to know if going to Iran is an adventure travel. Yes, it is. If you're willing to go to a country you don't know, be it Iran or Germany, you're being somewhat adventurous. And so that listening enabled our marketing and our product to really outperform anyone else in the market and really is where we saw that growth that continued during the pandemic and which is why empty sobac will will continue to be the powerhouse it is yeah it's so important and that listening just builds that trust and especially when you go to like guided travel or um tours or anything like this where things can be booked a decent amount in advance too that hey like you know well a couple of things one like you touched on you've had clients that were with the company that have been purchasing their travel for you know decades. So they're probably not going anywhere. They might miss a vacation, but okay, they'll be back. We'll be back a year from now, two years from right. now. So let's make sure we're communicating and giving them that useful information, right? It's so important. And I think that that's really the lesson, you know, for businesses is like communicate. And that doesn't mean yes. just tell people what's going on. That means listen. It means have right. these it has conversations. to go both ways. And you have to acknowledge that you're listening and take the bad news with the good news. You're never going to improve. I always tell people, tell me what I do wrong. That's how I get better. Tell me what I do right. I can, you know, give myself that slap on the back of, you know, go get them, you know, Kimberly. But it's it's that listening that makes a brand relevant. And I think that's where marketing's going is getting more and more personalized. Even though we're getting more and more automated, that automation needs to ensure that we spend more time being personalized, not just pretending to be. And like realizing that you're on the same team as your customer yeah, and you're both working towards the same goal of them having an amazing experience with your product, right? You want them to do that from the business perspective. And so many times I see marketing departments or companies, they get like an adversarial, like an internal culture, an adversarial relationship with the customer. And I forget, I was in one of those, one of the, whatever, the hundred business books or thousands of business books on the topic where it's like, fall in love with your customer. If you're truly not in love with what they want and what they need, then like that adversarial mentality is just going to transcend downward. Right. And it's going to, it's going to lead to half-baked customer service 
yeah. and half-baked marketing efforts. So realizing, hey, and, and part of being on the same team is saying, hey, I, I dropped the ball here, so I'll pick it up next time and I'll right. improve. And I think yeah. that's so important. I hear you. I made a mistake and this is what we're doing. And it's amazing how you can get that frantic customer on the line. And we, we always called them guests because they were friends. We actually called it the family. All they want to do usually is be heard because people usually don't. Listen, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten the, I can't believe you called me back. Well, why wouldn't I? You are my guest. You are paying me and my company for the services. You're the only reason we exist. In travel and as a tour operator, there are, the assets are our customer service. There's no hotel beds. That's it. And listeners, I just want to say this, right? Like, it is so easy right now to be good at customer service and listen to your, like literally just called them what you just said there. Like, I can't believe you called me back. That's because most companies don't. They don't. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It, it truly blows my mind that especially in this day and age, and look, everyone's busy, but also during this pandemic, there's that time to really get it right and to rise above and it's a phone call and it's not hiding behind the email. It's picking up the phone and saying, hello, this is Kimberly Daly. How can I help you? And admitting you made a mistake and that you want to make it right for them. And sometimes explaining because you can't always give everything to everyone. You know, part of the problem with travel in this pandemic was a lot of the money's tied up in all these different places. But if you explain the why, people usually, you know, can move forward with that because they know, and if you're honest and transparent, you get a lot farther. In today's world, I honestly think like we as consumers, as business owners, we're just craving transparency. Like, yes. hey, don't bullshit us. Like, yes, just don't, don't lie to me, me again. <laughs> like I get it. On, I turn on the news. I'm being just like, who's saying what, what data is right. I go watch a, a YouTube video on health food and like, what's right, what's wrong. Like I'm getting so many different things out there and everything. And I'm just like, you know, I, I just want that transparent truth. And from that business yeah. perspective, look, I get it. It's COVID. Things are not going well. I'm don't act like it's all cherries and rainbows no. when it's not, you know, and I'll respect you more. As, as a company, right. right? And then it's interesting, you said something there too about just being, it's like it's speaking to the integrity too of mm -hmm. when you mess up, owning it, right? Uh, it made me think of an example that happened this week in, in this business. We had um, two people miss their podcast time, right? Yeah. One person right away, I'm so sorry. I did this, this, this. I apologize. I value your time. Whenever you want to make it happen, we'll go again. Cool. Things happen. Yeah. Schedule it again. You're able to move on. Yeah. The other person hits me back five hours after it says, can we still do this question mark? You're kidding me. Yeah. And I was like, well, and I just hit the producer up and I'm like, yeah, that person's never being booked on. That's pathetic. Right. So it, I mean, it, those uh... two differences of like one, okay. The first person admitted it was took ownership. Cool. They're booked. We're, we're rocking and rolling. No hard feelings. Yeah. The other person I will never work with in a professional capacity. No, <laughs> so. Because you know, if they hide behind that, how much more they're hiding behind. And if you, you know, it's, it's the same, I think it's the, it epitomizes what leadership's about. And I don't care if you're the leader of a company or if you're the leader of yourself, if you can't be honest and authentic and not the new hip word authentic that we use, but there's, there's nothing there. I'm, I'll never value a relationship. I'll never work with you again. I will never call you again. And you'll probably fall 
during times like this when so many are rising, because it's times like this that actually, as hard as it is, and trust me, you know, I myself, just like everybody else, is struggling in many, many ways, but there's so much innovation and energy and disruption and opportunity that's taking place. And those that have been real are the ones that are going to ride the wave upwards versus getting caught in the undertow where they should be. I love it. I'm going to end the podcast on that. So before we let you go, let people know where they can connect with you online. Absolutely. Yeah. Come find me. I am uh, always on, you know, LinkedIn. So, you know, find me at Kimberly K. Daily, LinkedIn. I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Come reach out to me. And I promise I always get back to people, even if it's saying I can't help you. But thanks so much, Jordan. It's been a blast. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. And everybody, keep it real. Keep it real with your customers. Keep it real with your team. It will pay off in the long run. Thanks again, Kimberly. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. That's it for the episode. As always, please hit like, share, subscribe. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll see you next time. Um.